0: This time, fans, open edition of the Global Revolution. As always, we have the coolest guys around, which bring to you all the wrestling which may be falling under your radar. This week, we're going to be talking about some WXW, one of our favorite promotions to talk about. Also, just a little bit of that promotion South of the Border, CMLL. We love to talk about it, so we're going to talk about it to you. And I do, of course, say we, because I could not, would not, should not do this by myself. I'm joined by a lovely, wonderful man. He's my friend. He should be yours. Here's called Jeff Hello everybody
1: out there in podcast and internet land, Jeff here, Miz fan there, Um, it's Wrestlemania week, it's Wrestlemania weekend, it's coming up, coming up quickly, Um, we are now officially in April, happy April Fool's Day to everyone who celebrates that horrific prankster holiday, but um. (laughs) Uh, once we get past that, we are rolling into WrestleMania weekend. and before we get there here on the Global revolution, we've got some uh, fun things to talk about a WXW Road to New York City' show filled with a whole bunch of uh, interesting uh, events and happenings all all fun WXW stuff. and as uh, Ms fan said, he's got some uh, some uh, CMLL to go over. Unfortunately, I picked up a new job this this past week. Um, and I've been doing a lot of orientation and training. So, unfortunately, in the days I would normally be able to dedicate to watching pro wrestling for this podcast, I was unable to, which very much sucks because, you know, missing CMLL is never particularly fun. They always do a very good job, I think, of providing some fun and entertaining stuff. So, unfortunately, did not quite get to that, but did get to the WXW. And that's probably what our focus is going to be right here, right now, here on the Global Revolution.
0: Absolutely, we can jump right into it. As you mentioned, this is a Road 2 show, which means it's uh, going to have a lot of little backstage segments, a lot of vignettes, a lot of little things to build up to the future. It's going to have some really good matches as well, so let's talk all about it. Just go chronologically. We start out the show with a little video from our new champion, Bobby Guns. He's doing the smoking break. He thanks his brother for helping him make this all possible he says he's going to be a fighting champion, and I still like Bobby Guns, and I still think that he was better as a heel.
1: I, th- I think that's definitely, uh, as, as we've said before, I think that's definitely fair. But I I, I approve more of the idea of Bobby Guns being a uh, a fighting champion. That feels like, I think if he came at it for more of a, I want to show how superior I am, kind of the same way I did while I was shotgun champion. Um, So I'm going to take on any and all comers, any and all fighters to defeat them the way I have in the past. Like That would be really – that would be good. That would be very good. Um, Didn't quite get that. More of a general, I'm going to take this everywhere and defend it everywhere, including New York City. Um, And also I want to thank my brother. He's really got to stop thanking his brother. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. That's the big thing that's not doing it for me. Like I I like him being the face. I like him doing this stuff. He has got to stop thanking Vinny Vortex at literally every turn. I'm sorry. just It doesn't doesn't do it for me. That makes that's me think he's going to
0: turn on him at some point. If he does, that'll be great. Um, no, oh, did I mean, you mean Vortex is going to turn oh, on Guns. I much prefer the other way
1: around. Yes, the other way around would be pretty solid, but I don't know. Uh, we're actually going to see Vinnie Vortex on this show. We're going to get into that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think Bobby Guns still very much missing a bit of edge there. And I think he can still have that as a face. Um, but uh, in other contexts, I do enjoy the fact that he's going to be trying to be a fighting champion and take on all comers as best he can. So mixed, mixed bag here.
0: You got it, man. Uh, yeah. Bobby Gunn's very cool of the guy. Uh, used to be cooler. That's all I'll say about that for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of any vortex, we do see him next. He's chilling backstage But who should he run into? Absolute Andy, former champion, sits down, starts telling Vinny uh, about everything that's happened to him. Everyone has been out to get him. Everyone treats him unfairly. He's feeling sad. He's feeling down. Vinny points out, well, it's not really unfair because you've been cheating in every match since before you became champion. And uh, tries to criticize him. And I really appreciate Andy just sitting there, not really listening, just like feeling sorry for himself. Uh, not even like depressed just like oh how the world is so unfair no i agree whatever you're saying i agree because i'm sure it's about me um he at the end says Vinny vortex oh what your motivational speech it really fired me up he goes off feeling good about himself and uh i just love absolute andy man he's the best
1: he's so he's so good specifically the big thing that he was um Vinnie Vortex essentially said was, you know, like, justice, you know, you finally got to taste justice. You know, justice was finally brought to you. And for whatever reason, Andy took this as motivational speech. He's like, yeah, justice. That's what needs to happen. I need justice. Thank you, Vinnie Vortex. You have inspired me. Your motivational speech worked. I am going to go seek justice for myself. You're so smart, man. And walks off. I he's like, what are you kidding me? Andy's so good, genuinely one of the best promos in professional wrestling right now. Just everything about the way he speaks, his mannerisms, like the things he says, the things he's talking about are just always so on point. And this was another another really fun, good example of that. Just one of the best characters going in professional wrestling right now is De veteran Absolute Andy.
0: Indeed, great promo, great character, great wrestler. Also, he's a very complete <laughs> package is Absolute Andy. Next, we meet schadenfreude, which is Chris Brooks, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher. They are in black and white for some reason. Uh, Brooks and Davis complained that uh, they lost in the first round of 16-karat, while Kyle Fletcher wasn't even booked on the main card. Apparently, uh, they all kind of sucked, so they decided to work together, and now they're more successful. And Brooks says he's tired of waiting for opportunities And, uh, you know, this is their way of making WXW take them more seriously and book them more reliably on shows. And I I don't know. This still isn't doing a lot for me because they're I guess they're supposed to be disingenuous because like they have gotten a lot of opportunities and they just haven't won. But it was never really presented that way. And now they're kind of talking about it a different way and I don't know. I'm just finding it hard to invest in this group. Um, I guess we'll see what they do.
1: Meanwhile, I think, I definitely feel like I enjoyed this promo and this setup more than you did, because I kind of walked away going, oh, okay, that that I can kind of see that. Like, Yes, they are definitely being uh, fairly disingenuous, which we'll al- also talk about a little bit later when we uh, discuss some important happenings between uh, Schadenfreude and Rise. But mm. um, this promo, I thought, made a lot of sense. You know, They were talking about, you know, we showed up, and, you know, we, we've done this thing in England, done this thing, you know, elsewhere in the world. So during 16-karat gold weekend after night one, you know, we all sitting back down with one another after our matches. And I lost, and he lost, and he lost a match that wasn't even all that important. And we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, this, this might not be working out for us. Uh, maybe we should do the schadenfreude thing here because... You know, after night one, like I lost, you lost, he lost, you know, we're not going to get anything doing that. So for me, that that made a lot of sense. That made um, it, it, it felt way more sensible in that sort of regard. Um, I'm still not a huge schadenfreude person, um, certainly not a big Kyle Fletcher uh, person. I'm more uh, tolerable of both Chris Brooks and Mark Davis. Uh, but I, I kind of like the way that they justified coming together here in WXW. Made a lot of sense to me. Connected with me really well, and actually gives them some sort of it, 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 it gives them some sort of meaning and actual depth as to why they are doing what they're doing right now. So I, I, I was I enjoyed this.
0: So oh, fair enough. Uh, more power to you, then, my friend. Uh, first match we have on the show. Is, uh, well, it's Marius Alani first coming out, talking about how he proved he's the best shotgun champion of all time. Proved it again, over 16-karat gold weekend. Uh, he wonders what scrawny wimp will be out here to face him for the title tonight. But surprisingly, it is Yurin Simmons. So we have uh, ostensibly a bit of a heel versus heel match here although Yern was very much working as a babyface, I thought, uh, really throwing Marius around, being aggressive, being straightforward, uh, being uh, much more like the old Yern Simmons, perhaps. Um, the only thing I didn't like about this is it seemed to end far too soon and very suddenly with Marius kind of doing a uh, really good-looking double-knee strike against Yern's uh, back, kind of right into his kidneys, then rolling him up for a win. Uh, so I don't know exactly what to make of all this, but uh, I'm a fan of both guys. I thought they put on a good, albeit uh, depressingly short, little match here.
1: Yes, indeed. This match was going, I thought, super strong Yeah. Uh, for a while. Jern Simmons was you know, pretty much dominating Marius, but Marius was getting in just enough offense and just enough counters to stay kind of relevant here and there. And it was all going really, really well. And then Marius hit that really particularly nasty uh, double knee strike right into the back, and then the match ended. And it was very much one of those kind of, oh, okay, that's that's disappointing. Not not terrible, but it's like this match really could have been a lot more. Um, and it was it was on that path as well, I thought. So yeah. a bit of a, uh, you know, a I don't know, I, I want to say a good showing for Yearn, but when you kind of get beat like that after dominating, um, I, I don't know. I don't, especially after, you know, in lost to Avalanche and Jern, um you know, now he loses here. I don't know. I feel like I I, I, I don't, I'm not, not quite digging it. Um, I mean, plus he also lost all those chances to uh, David Starr, eventually getting his head shaved in the last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, Jern Simmons very much doesn't necessarily need a whole bunch of rubs or title matches or anything like that because he's Jern Simmons, he's massive, and he's awesome, and he's always relevant. But, eh. You know, just eh. Just eh. Um, yeah, so Marius wins. That happens. This was a uh, really setting up to be a particularly good-to-great match, I thought, and then just ended way too early, and I'm not sure... Why necessarily? I mean, I, I will understand why once we get there, but still, I don't know if the uh, ultimate payoff was quite worth uh, sh- uh, throwing the brakes on this match.
0: Indeed, yeah. I maybe would have rather seen uh, more of this, but uh, still, to Yaren's credit, I feel like he, even with all that you said, I feel like he really hasn't lost any credibility. He's just uh, such an intimidating presence, he's got such personality. Uh, I do want to talk about the uh, America East Wonder Bar event, um, and I'll be—I'll just say, more than losing these matches, uh, Yarn loses credibility when he has to go tag with Alexander James again. So that's—that's <laughs> that's my take on
1: that. Yes, um, the Crown reforming to take on who's the—it's not—is it the work horseman they're facing, or is it LAX? There's two. Uh,
0: it is LAX, I think. Um, So it'll be another nice match for them to lose, probably. But uh, we'll go over that whole card as we go Mm -hmm. along here. Um, Meanwhile, back on uh, the Road 2 show, we're backstage with Karsten Beck, who is basically the general manager again. He wants to put things in order. Uh, Absolute Andy appears. He's eating an apple and demanding justice. And I don't know why, but whenever you're eating an apple, you're probably an obnoxious person, so... (laughs) um <laughs> he, he rambles on and on and then he, he agrees he'll be quiet so he can hear beck's decision but not because beck told him to just because he wants
1: genuinely to like it. the best part of that <laughs> promo is him going i want to hear what you have to say so you know what i'm going to be quiet now because i want to hear what your decision is and how you enact justice it was so because
0: i respect you so, uh, so good <laughs> very good uh beck does not give him what he wants he puts him a match with vinnie vortex it's not what Andy was expecting so uh so that matches for tonight and we'll see how it goes
1: I, we talked about how great Andy is. I really liked Karsten Beck here as well. I don't know. He played off of Andy really well. The curve volley through him was perfect, especially as he takes Andy's apple and bites into it himself before walking off. It was so good. I really like Andy. I really like Karsten Beck being back. Um, this this was a fun time, and it's going to set up um, just some more stuff. So, yeah, I guess that's good.
0: Indeed. Uh, we move along to see Shigehiro Irie challenging Bobby Guns for that WXW Championship in New York City. Uh, this sort of makes sense because gonna has two wins over Bobby Guns, but also, I don't know, I was maybe hoping for something fresher for their uh, American match. I thought all their matches were very good. Uh, maybe not as great as you would maybe think they would be, so I don't know. Maybe they'll finally find that magic chemistry, uh, or maybe people will like it more than I do. So that's seemingly what we're going to get
1: at uh, the New York show. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's the title match. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, Shigeru are a fairly popular. Bobby Gunn's, obviously their champion. Um, maybe America will be kinder to their, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like you, I've enjoyed their matches, but I haven't quite, they didn't really click with me until like the last one in particular. Um, the one Bobby Gunn's won, incidentally, yeah. um, So, yeah, hopefully this will be much more like their last match that Bobby Guns does indeed pick up the victory and retain his championship. Um, But kind of like you, I was kind of expecting something a little bit more kind of groundbreaking, kind of earth-shaking, as it were. Um, This feels, as a guy who follows WXW, this feels sensible, smart, you know, decent booking all around, but just not really, I don't know, this isn't really what I would put as, like, you know, we're going to New York, we're going to America, we're going to have a WrestleMania weekend show, so let's book this match in particular. I don't know, I'm not I'm not quite feeling it. I like Shea I love Bobby Guns, but I haven't really liked their chemistry, so this match doesn't necessarily do nothing for me, it's just it's not quite as uh, momentous or monumental as I think they could have done for a show like this.
0: Yeah, I would tend to agree, but I also feel like WXW uh, was very much higher on those matches, maybe, than we were. Mm So they ran them kind of over and over again. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe other fans will uh, appreciate these matches more than the ones we are thinking of. So Mm -hmm. uh, moving on, Emil Satoshi was overlooked for many years, but he never found his happy ending. He doesn't care for much anymore, but he wants to feel something. And he only feels something when he gets into the ring. Uh, He is nothing. He feels nothing most of the time. He doesn't even know why he attacked Julian Pace at 16 Carat. He just felt like it. He just wants to feel something. Um, so, yeah, overall, uh, I, I like this. I'm interested in it. I think it'll be good. It's a little generic, maybe. I don't know. Could have been taken out of uh, any emo high schooler's little notebook or something, possibly. But uh, still, uh, I like Camille Satoshi. I think he'll do well with it. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of it.
1: See, to me, I think a lot of this is in the presentation and mm-hmm. how Emil yeah. Satoshi delivers this, because, I mean, yeah, you could certainly say this is maybe a little bit generic or a little bit uh, kind of simple, but, and man, I, <laughs> I but just, its, still good, I, yeah. it's
0: to,
1: to me, this is very good. This is a, kind of an awesome, like, I went for so many years, you know, doing things certain ways, and now, like, you know... I, Having watched everybody pass me by, like I no longer feel anything unless I'm getting in the ring and beating up people and hurting people to the point where I don't even know why I came out there and attacked Julian Pace. I just did. I just felt like it, and just like the, the flashing kind of lights, kind of the red that was on his face, um, just just the overall presentation and look of Emil Satoshi really uh, – Took this a very, very long way, so I'm exceptionally interested in seeing how this pans out, how this turns out for Emil. Um, liked him as a competitor, liked him as a uh, an athlete, and definitely interested in seeing how he uh, further takes uh, this sort of thing, this character that he's working with. Because right now, I'm, I'm very much digging it.
0: Right, yeah, fair enough. You, I think, like it even more than I do, but uh, I like it as well. I want to see more of it. Indeed. Um, one thing we're seeing for the first time is the next match. It is something called Crochester facing something called Lucas Robinson. Uh, I haven't a clue about either one of these guys. Apparently they are from the uh, WXW Academy. Uh, Lucas Robinson is wearing a cowboy hat. Crochester has kind of like feathers on his boots. Uh, they wrestle for a bit, but it's just an excuse so that Marius Alani can come out and beat up both guys. Um, I am not the biggest fan of kind of throwing a useless match out there just so someone can come and, like, beat everyone up, but I really did enjoy Marius Alani saying afterwards that he just hates to see such wimps in his ring, so (laughs) Marius running around picking on wimps is definitely something I can get behind.
1: Uh, I was actually enjoying this match a little bit, Not, not super much, these guys, you know... Wrestling Academy dudes, uh, people I don't know a whole lot about or at all, basically, but they had kind of fun gimmicks. Uh, Lucas Robinson kind of is uh, kind of like an explorer man sort of thing. He came out with a map and was like, ah, I guess I found my location and running uh, from each corner to do a, a slam Crochester into the top turnbuckle was kind of fun. Um, I was enjoying this. I was having a fun time, and then I was in- really enjoying myself when Marius came out and beat them up and said, these guys don't have day necessary to be in the ring. Look at these wimps. I'm going to slam them into the mat now. So, yeah, this was, I think, a really just fun storm of things all kind of coming together. And then, um, right at the end, as they're uh, beating everybody up, out come um, to save the day Julian Pace and Leon Van Gastron. Um, they, they run off uh mario salani and protect the uh the young boys and you know shoo him away you know they they like shake hands they hug and congratulate and let him walk off safely and you kind of think up oh, that's gonna be it it's all over now save the young boys it's all good and out comes emile satoshi to further beat them up um then it becomes a two-on-two sort of tag team brawl um Emile and Marius versus uh, Julian and Leon. They both – everybody kind of clears out of the ring. Carson Beck comes out and says, no, 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 no. This isn't how we do things here. If you guys are going to have a problem, you guys are going to have an issue, then I've got the main event of tonight's show. It's going to be Marius Alani teaming with Emile Satoshi to take on Leon Van Gasteren and Julian Pace, and that's how it's going to be. It was like, all right, cool. So – yeah, I thought this was a very fun kind of silly gimmicky, but, you know, just kind of a nice insight into the uh, WXW Wrestle Academy um, and kind of what they're doing there. Um, on top of Mario Salani showed up and beat up some wimps. And then Julian Face was out there with Leon Van Gastron. And then Emil Satoshi came out. And then Karsten Beck came out. So, you know what? All of that is fine in my book. So, yeah, I had a good time with this.
0: Uh, yeah, fair enough. I uh, I thought it was very uh, fine as well. Um, uh, a little bit of Teddy Long booking, just making a tag match for later tonight. But uh, I suppose that is why Marius's match with uh, and Simmons was so short, so there you go.
1: True, true. I, I will just also say that in general, I like, uh, even though it's just, you know, you could say it's just a road to show or whatever, but I, I like uh, I like Julian Pace getting put in that sort of spot, sure. taken on, you know... the shotgun champion and a guy they're definitely going to be putting, I think a lot of emphasis on in Emil Satoshi and, you know, being able to put Julian and Leon Van Gasteren in in the main event is just like, Oh, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a cool booking decision. I appreciate that. So good for him.
0: Yeah. I I got no problem with it. I like pace. I like uh, Van Gasteren too, actually. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, The arrows of Hungary are backstage. They're arguing with Prince Ahura and maggot uh, about who deserves to be a regular on the WXW roster. Karsten Beck is all over the night because he says uh, they're going to fight each other, and whoever wins gets a contract. And, man, I thought the answer to this was pretty freaking obvious, but apparently I don't know anything. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit here. But Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. um, anything on that segment?
1: Uh, No, not in particular, but uh, I'm ready to talk about – that match when we get there.
0: Absolutely. Um, a segment we probably will have more to talk about is the next one. We have Ki- uh, Ivan Kiev and Pete Bouncer congratulating their uh, Rise companion Lucky Kid on his win. But Pete Bouncer feels they need to talk about Schadenfreude. Lucky Kid says, hey, these, those guys are my friends. But we're in WXW and what's Rise or what counts as Rise, that's what's most important. Pete Bouncer says, well, that's how it started in the uk too and uh while i have not watched a lot of fight club pro uh, that's my impression that they came as rise and lucky kid kind of uh went off to do schadenfreude and make that his bigger priority so could the same thing happen again it's possible i hope it doesn't to be honest but it couldn't
1: yeah i'm not quite sure on what he was specifically referencing but uh in general yeah i'm just i i have said before we talked about schadenfreude showing up in wxw that i really hope that lucky kid would not go off on that path with them and yeah that's just that's not my ideal i really liked the uh, camaraderie shown by uh yvonne and and lucky they seem to be like really close friends in this segment it was, was really just just cute and adorable to see but pete bouncer very much all business very much not having this and yeah so some some uh, forward steps in the uh, rise schadenfreude uh, issue that they're having.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what happened in Fight Club Pro either exactly, but yeah, I feel like it would be a mistake to ultimately uh, break Lucky Kid off from Rise, or at least you need a very dangered reason to do so.
1: And... Especially, like, for me, the whole thing is, like, not two months ago. Not three months ago, they were literally fighting for, like, their identity mm-hmm. in WXW. Like, the whole thing about the three of them was, like, you know, we're Rise, we made this, we're, like, three three of the original dudes, we're all still together, we're all family here, basically, you know. We're not going to let a couple of nobody steal our name and our imagery and, you know, kick us out of this group. And then, like, two months later, here comes Schadenfreude, and now, oh, no. Maybe Rise is on the outs. Maybe we're gonna have we're gonna see cracks in the armor. It's like we just did this. We just did a big thing about keeping Rise together as this group. They won the the friggin' coffin and you're gonna no. I don't. I that this is really the big reason why I don't like approve of this. Why I'm not about this at all. They just fought for their you know stable's livelihood not two months ago, and I'm supposed to. Be like all in and up. Yep, now it's gonna break apart again because here comes Schadenfreude. No, refuse it. I reject it. I'm not having it. No, no, no. Uh,
0: yeah, I uh, I would definitely have to agree. You know, they really have thought to make Rise mean a whole lot. Uh, Rise, you know, originated WXW. It's just a little different than if they go off somewhere else and maybe go separate ways there. So, um, plus. Lucky Kid just won 16 karat gold, you know, and being part of Rise was part of that. Not that they helped him, but it's not like he needed Schadenfreude to do it for him or anything. So Mm -hmm. I don't know why he would really have any impetus to join them, except I guess maybe if he likes them better or something. And It doesn't seem like that's the case. So he just wants everyone to be friends. We'll see more of that a little later on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next matchup is one that I was really excited about. It is you taking on Vesna which I was really excited for, and then it seemed just to be super short, so, like, a very decent match, especially considering for how long it was, but I don't know. I really, really wanted there to be more of this.
1: Indeed. Um, I thought it was kind of cool to see very two- different styles kind of meshing in this ring. Vesna, a very kind of no-nonsense, no-frills, punch-you-in-the-mouth, kick-you-in-the-back sort of wrestler, and you, very much the same, but in just a very generally different manner, um, has the more, you know, throwing capabilities with some sort of judo background, and Doing, you know, this I think had a lot of potential, very much like the uh, Mario Salani Jern uh, Simmons match had a lot of potential, and unfortunately, I don't know if it ever quite uh, quite got there. Uh, I did like some of the uh, struggling spots towards the l- latter end of the match. At one point, yu got on the sort of Taz mission or is trying to get it on when Vesna basically just flattens her and pancakes her with a back bump that she was on and just, like, destroyed her. I was like, oh, that's cool. That was nice. <laughs> I um, actually kind of dropped dropped my jaw. The impact on that I was like, oh dang, true, true. that must have hurt. But um, fortunately, didn't quite a uh, much like the yearn Simmons match. Didn't quite make it to that next level that they, uh, could have been mostly for time issues. So yeah, this was this was all right. Wanted something a little bit more, but at least what I thought, at least I thought what we got was you know at least pretty good.
0: Oh sure, yeah. I just, just wish there had been a whole lot more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh we go backstage again. Oh, Vessel gets the win if anyone cares, yeah, for sure. Um uh David Starr is backstage, he barges in on a Walter interview. Walter is gonna get interviewed by Alan Cummings, I believe, but David Starr is here instead. David Starr says, Everybody knows that I can beat you because I've done it now. So if you're a real sportsman, you'll give me another match. Starr says, uh, you and I were on the same level, everybody knows that now. Walter just wonders how a man like David Starr can even take himself seriously, tells him to grow up. Starr is just just losing it over this. He, he, he can't sit still. He can't focus on anything. He's getting it all over very physically, and I'm really appreciating that. Walter says, this is the difference. I'm in control of my emotions, and you're not. I'm not interested in fighting you again. I, why don't you do something different with your life? Starr says that he doesn't have anything different to do, which is, um, oh man, I really love this exchange I thought it was great, I love this feud It might be the best thing in wrestling
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just the emotion Once again that just pours out of David Starr It's just a sight to behold And Walter very much having this um, Detached demeanor This I don't really care, look at this child Throwing a temper tantrum Grow up dude, You're Like, go do something else Leave me alone It's really just a compelling Sort of dichotomy between these two And it just I don't know it's it's compelling, it's exciting and entertaining, and just it draws you in it forces you to watch it just the way these two guys have these two very completely different looking um attitudes towards their relationship in the professional wrestling business, their relationship to this rivalry. Walter just views it at least is attempting to show that he views it as nothing more than just, you know, it, it's business, it's the sport, it's what I do, I don't particularly care, and just how much it eats and gnaws and tears away at David Starr. Just really compelling, magnetic stuff, and I love it. Love it to bits.
0: Uh, yep, absolutely so. It is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we go back to the ring. We've got uh, the Arrows of Hungary taking on what were you called? The something bastards?
1: The pretty me. bastards. The
0: pretty bastards, whatever that means. Because uh, one's pretty and one's a bastard, maybe. Um, yeah, so the Arrows of Hungary were in this match, which means it's automatically going to be a really good match. Uh, I do also really like Prince of Hurray. I want to throw that out there. I've never seen Maggot before. He seemed fine. Uh, man, Dover in particular, my main man, he's like carrying these guys around at the same time, throwing them around. The arrows are just Double looking power amazing. slams. It's oh, great. Just, just phenomenal. Uh, I was super invested in this. I had no idea how it was going to turn out. I know how it should have turned out because uh, the arrows were in there. Just looking amazing. Um, uh, but then the bloody bastards, they won the match. Uh, and I was really actually very disappointed in that because they were fine. But I don't know why. Like, even in this match, I thought, it was really, really obvious who the better team was. Um, so I don't know. I, if they keep booking the Arrows of Hungary anyway, I guess no harm, no foul. But, man, this is not, this is not how I would have done it. Is, you know, I, I was uh, surprised and, and somewhat saddened by the result of this, especially since the Arrows, like, murdered the bastards for the better part of this match. And then they just kind of came back and won, like, kind of suddenly at the end. So I don't know. I, I really liked the match. It was one of my favorite ones of the night. But I would have liked it better if it had an ending that, uh, that worked for me more. So that, that's my feeling on
1: that. Uh, this match, I first off, I really, really enjoyed this match. For sure. And um, the arrows looked great. But I also personally thought the Pretty Bastards looked up uh, pretty darn good in this match as well. Um, yeah, but
0: not for, uh, in the arrows. I
1: don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I personally was kind of hoping that they would go to like a draw, or, like a double count out. Or some sort of non-finish, and then Carson Beck would come out and be like, "You know what? You both get contracts," and then everybody celebrates and everybody's really happy. That's how I would have done it because by the end of this match, I definitely thought both teams deserve to be on a WXW uh, television WXW tapings uh, way more often, especially my boys in the Arrows of Hungary, because you've heard we you've heard us talk about them on this program for a while now. How good they are, how just intimidating and awesome they look, how just great they are in the ring, you know, how everything about them is basically perfect. And just, here's, here's my big problem with the uh, arrows of Hungary losing. Mm. Um, it's, it, they just look like a WXW team. Like if there is yes. any team on earth who is more like perfectly hand suited and designed to be a part of the WXW roster, it's the arrows of Hungary, like, just specifically, like, their entire visually, their entire attitude, just everything about them screams, in my opinion, WXW, like, these are guys that should already be on the roster, and the fact that they lost to a team that I, even though I enjoyed them, it's like, they're just, they're not the arrows of Hungary, I'm sorry, I'm I'm sorry, like, Prince Ahura and Maggot, I thought, did really well in this match, and they at least performed admirably enough so that I wasn't Completely disappointed in the fact that they won. I enjoyed their teamwork. I enjoyed some of the uh, moves they did. They won with like a it was like a twisting neckbreaker into a sit sitout powerbomb, like double team move that I don't think I had seen before, and was really impressed with. Uh, they they did a lot to impress me in this match. So when they won, I wasn't exactly completely devastated that they had done so. However, fact still remains: the arrows of Hungary were in this match. The arrows of Hungary are. Honestly, like, just one of the coolest tag teams in the professional wrestling world today. And they are absolutely dudes that I would put on pretty much any roster in the world, but especially the WXW roster. And the fact that them um, losing here means that they don't get a contract. Um, it just, it's like, darn, man. What do you got to do them so dirty like that? It's the Arrows, man. They've ruled over Icarus. They're both great. Um, why you gotta do them like that, man? Why you gotta do them like that? Mm-hmm. Give them a contract anyway, please. They're so good. Why would you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but the match was great. I had a great time with it. I just wish the arrows had won because love me some arrows of Hungary.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So keep them in the rotation for God's sake, because they're amazing. Um, we go backstage. We see uh, footage of Axel Dieter Jr. praising Mike Mueller. For coming so far, for joining Ring Conf. Walter appears as well, shakes Veit Mueller's hand, says it doesn't matter if he likes Veit or not, because he carries the spirit of Ring Conf, uh, in his heart, more or less. So Walter, he may not even like Veit. He probably doesn't, actually, based on everything we've seen. But now he respects him, he accepts him as part of Ring Conf, and that's cool. He worked very hard, <laughs> Yeah.
1: So it's a good on Veit, but I, I kind of think... I think we might as well just talk about all these uh, Veit segments because there are quite a few of them um, all here together, and the last one is the one I really want to get to. But you have this one, which is, uh, showed a very good uh, camaraderie between uh, Veit and Axel Dieter Jr., uh, Walter showing his uh, ultimately his respect for Veit, which was good. Um, later, we actually see him talking to um, Axel Tischer or Alexander Wolf very much doing the same thing where axel was going you know how does this feel you know you finally did it you got in here and basically ultimately just showing him some props telling him he's earned it he's deserved it you know even though we only just met for the first time and only just started talking this past weekend at 16 Carats, you know you've already won me over and you definitely i feel you definitely deserve to be in RingConf. so vice getting all these props vice getting all this respect from from all the other uh Members, um, we finally get to the back, uh, the last one. He's talking on the phone to somebody. I don't know who, but he's having a conversation. He's telling them, he's telling this person about a 16 karat weekend and finally making it into RingConf When who should show up? But David Starr, and David Starr is still very mad. Um, he, he like insists that uh, uh Veidt put down the phone. And, you know, pick up your phone call later because I have something important to tell you, and he's. Tell him, you know, you're, you're in ring Conf now, your boy Walter is ducking me, you know he's ducking me, he knows he's ducking me, but he's not going to listen to me. So I'm going to need you to go to Walter and tell him that David Starr wants a match in Frankfurt. David Starr is coming to, to Frankfurt for a fight and he wants Walter, you go tell him that. Light is very much like, I'm not a young boy anymore. I'm in ring conf. I just shook like three dudes' hands about this situation. Like I'm I'm not some sort of errand boy for you. Um, I'm not going to do this. It's not happening. But um, I've got a better idea. I've got an idea of my own. If you're in Frankfurt for a fight, my first name is Fight. So you know what? Why don't you and I fight? And then if you want to send your message to Walter, you can do it in the ring. So David Starr is like, you know what? All right, that, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, sure, we'll do it. So, therefore, the match is set in Frankfurt. It's going to be David Starr versus Weitmuller. Um Yeah, and that's uh, super exciting. It also plays off a little bit of um, – during the promo, Weit once again brought up, you know, we were in Hamburg and you uh, ruined my, my moment um, in, my, in my hometown – to, so to have this thing happen with uh, Walter and all of that, and I'm still not quite, you know, appreciative of that, if you want to fight, you can fight in Frankfurt. So, yeah, ultimately all this uh, stuff not only sells uh, Muller as having made it into Ring Conf, but also sets up a match for him and David Starr, and I, for one, am excited. These guys, these are two of the guys who've put on just two of the best matches this year, both against Walter and the fact that we get to see them now take on each other directly is just very tantalizing and is going to be, uh, I think, could be an exceptional time. So I'm looking forward to seeing that match when it happens. And I think it already did. I think uh, that uh, that show, I don't know if it's up quite yet on WXW, um, the 16-carat revenge tour, I think it was. But uh, no, they, I think they've had their match and I don't know how it turned out, but uh, yeah, should have been a good one.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely going to be a, a great one when we get to see it. I've become a really big fan of Ike Mueller. David Starr, I think, may be one of the best wrestlers in the world. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, they may well tear the house down all over again. David Starr definitely going to get more, I think, than he is uh, expecting here. Maybe even, I don't know, I, I think David Starr uh, may be too much in his own head right now. Might be looking at uh, some tough losses if he's not careful. So definitely a vulnerable point in uh, Top Stars armor there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, that that does indeed kind of take care of all those segments. Uh, we do have a match in the midst of these. It is, as promised, Absolute Andy taking on Vinny Vortex. Uh, Vortex puts up a bit of a fight. You have a, a, a passable little match. Uh, really, it's just an excuse for Andy to beat Vinny Vortex, which he does pretty handily, and I guess uh, you'd probably have to see that coming. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. many work takes he tried to put up a fight try to get his own revenge for uh, having been attacked multiple times by absolute andy over the years and unfortunately could not quite get the job done uh andy came in with a very much uh, more focused mindset definitely more a violent and rugged side of andy i thought here uh playing very few games being you know not particularly cheery or silly as he normally can be just very much i don't want it to fight I, I don't want to fight vinny vortex on my match against bobby guns this is the best i got all right i'm just going to kind of tear through this guy as best i can and yeah so that was good i also uh it's one of the tidbits that i've also kind of noticed specifically about uh andy and at least a little bit with uh wxw is a lot of guys have multiple finishers and they're not afraid to actually win off of these moves. Like I know Andy's got the sharpshooter, he's got the uh what is it called? The A lista. Um that that so. sit up dominator move and he's also got the F five and he picks up the win with the F five here. Doesn't have to break out the big kill move. He doesn't have to break out the uh the the number one finishing move in his arsenal. He hits the F five after super kicking uh Vinny's jaw off his face and picks up the victory, and that's it's just a kind of it's it's a smaller thing, it's not a huge like monumental thing. But um, as a guy who watches a lot of Dragon Gate and sees a lot of you know multiple finishers, it's just it's a thing that I personally like is seeing guys with multiple moves in their arsenal that can put other opponents down. And the fact that Andy did that in this match, I thought it was just you know a small but uh, appreciated thing. So absolute Andy, one of the best in the world, one of the absolute best in the world as it were <laughs> so yeah love that man good on him for picking up his victory
0: absolutely so one last bass segment before we go to our main event is lucky kid this time he's meeting with schadenfreude chris brooks says oh, all right we should all be together uh let me just take this rise jacket off of you and kind of throw it away uh lucky kid's very uneasy with all this Pete Bouncer and Ivan Kiev show up at the worst possible moment. They wonder what is going on with this jacket on the ground and lucky kid, uh, you know, chumming up with these guys who cost him the tag team titles. Fletcher speaks, which I wish he wouldn't. His voice is as terrible as his face and as his big man wrestling style. And uh, he's demanding that they speak English. And I know at least to some extent, he's just trying to be healed, but it's working too well on me, I guess I'm getting worked (laughs) right now. Pete Bouncer suggests they do Rise versus Schadenfreude. Chris Brooks says, oh, but why would we do a four-on-two wrestling match? Because Lucky Kid is with us. So everybody's fighting for the heart of Lucky Kid right now. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm still not that down with Schadenfreude. But uh, this definitely seems like an interesting storyline. I'm very into Lucky Kid. I want to see uh, how he deals with all of this. And what if he does not end up, uh, you know, if he has to pick a side and he goes against Schadenfreude, what are the consequences going to be? I don't know. But uh, there'll definitely be something worth watching, so we shall see.
1: My my only hope from this encounter, from this this match, is that Ivan Kiev just absolutely beats Kyle Fletcher from pillar to post. Just, 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 just please God, make that man shut up, and stop speaking, and stop looking, and stop being. God, I hate him. <laughs> I don't really hate him, but man, just very he was hateable. Yeah. He's very. He is a very like. I I don't know. I think for a while he tried to come across as like you know, oh I'm the I'm I'm Kyle Fletcher and everybody loves him. He's like, no dude, you suck. Everybody hates you. You've got punchable face with a really I I know what it is. I know what it is. It's his it's haircut. It's his haircut. It,
0: That's it, it. Does him no favor. <laughs> it does him
1: no favors. It's what drives me up the wall when it just makes him so, like, I just want to see him get beat up because of it. I'm sorry. Maybe it makes me, like, a bad person, I guess. I don't know, but I just want to see Kyle Fletcher get beat up and hopefully uh, Ivan Kiev and Pete Bouncer do just that in this match.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I, maybe, maybe it's working like it's supposed to. It's, it's a mm-hmm. little extreme for me, but, uh, we'll see what comes of it. We, we do, do have, have uh, I think, sorry, yeah, We actually was... have
1: one last, one last segment. It's actually oh. after the uh, Pretty Bastards win their their match, and they get their contracts from Carson Beck, and um, they're uh, setting up, and they're talking about, especially Maggot is talking about how they're going to be like the big stars, now this means uh, uh, more uh, parties, and chicks, and drugs, and all that sort of stuff, Uh, Carson Beck, and it takes, he doesn't, he's supposed to give them their contracts so they can sign it, but he actually holds on to the contracts, which uh, I thought was interesting, um, he says he's going to have a match lined up for them, um, kind of their first test now that they've gotten their uh, their uh, WXW contracts. Maybe not to get quite too excited about being the big stars yet, because they're going to have a tag team match, and that tag team that they're going to face will be Avalanche and Ilya Dragunov. So, welcome to the big leagues, boys! You're going to get your asses kicked by two of the uh, nastiest uh, dudes in WXW, so... Might have bitten off a little bit more than they could chew. And I I have to say, uh, looking forward to that match... But if it had been the Arrows of Hungary, A, it would probably have been, you know, a slightly better match. B, I think they could handle them. I think Mm. they could handle uh, Avalanche and Ilya Dragunov. Maybe just a little bit better than the Pretty Bastards are going to. That's just, that's my own personal thoughts and takes on this.
0: I definitely had the same thought. Um, They wouldn't have sweated it. They wouldn't have thought twice about it. They would have said, sure, let's do it tonight. Bring them right on. So just another sign, Karsten that you should have uh, signed the Heirs of Hungary, and you should keep booking them anyway. So, please there do. You go. Please do, Cush, back. Absolutely. Uh, but we do have our main event, which is also a tag match, as uh, we mentioned earlier. Marius Salani and Emil Satochi taking on Julian Pace and Leon von Gasterin. Um Yeah, I, I really like this match. It was my favorite one on the card. I thought uh, it was pretty great. Um got Emil Satoshi in there, kind of showing off his new character, seemingly able to absorb maybe even enjoy uh, some of the beating that is given to him, uh, helping him get those feelings that he's looking for. We can get Satoshi tombstoning Julian Pace up on the stage. Julian Pace gets to make the uh, Sergeant Buddy Lee crawl back to the ring. He can't quite make it in time because Satoshi is able to put away Leon at a really nice finishing stretch, I thought. So this was really the Emil Satoshi show, but everyone did a really good job. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed this match a heck of a
1: lot. Yes, indeed. This was definitely the spotlight, as Ms. Fan said, uh, very firmly on Emil Satoshi here, showing off his new character, his new uh, gimmick, his new uh, additives to his moveset, and all that sort of stuff. And I thought he did a really particularly great job of like emoting here and kind of showing off, like as Ms. Fan said, of seemingly being able to take more punishment and just kind of either enduring it and enjoying it specifically. Like, there are multiple times where you get forearmed, and you get chopped, and you get slammed, and you just kind of come back up and you'd be like, oh yeah, bring it on. Give me some more. And not in a sort of, like, you know, strong, styley sort of way, but in a sort of literal, like, enjoys the pain, or enjoys, like, the you know, getting battered a little bit. Something about that was just very, like, creepy and off-putting and just really, really great for this particular gimmick. But I thought everybody did well here. Uh, both Julian Pace and Leon Van Gesteren played uh, sort of the babyface in peril at various points. I thought both of them did well in that role. Mario Salani adding some more uh, athleticism and healish tactics on the uh, bad guy side and really just everybody playing their roles spectacularly well, I thought, in this tag team match. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Julian Pace does get spinning tombstone on the uh, the ramp, which could not have felt very good. And uh, after a really solid closing stretch, unfortunately, Leon Van Gessner eats his own spinning tombstone and gets pinned by Emil Satoshi. Um, I will say there was one uh, slight issue that this match had uh, towards that finishing stretch, which was... I don't know if there was a lot of miscommunication or people missing things, but like... It wasn't necessarily a bad thing but it's just kind of something I noticed for like a guy would like seemingly tag in but he wasn't actually in or somebody would go for a pinfall and the ref was like no you're not the legal man and then immediately like disregard this 5 seconds later when somebody else was pinning somebody else I was like what is happening right now who is in who is legal who is not I you it brought you brought attention to it and now I'm paying attention and now I'm very confused but other than that very small quibble there about the some of the ending stuff, this was a uh, I thought a lot of fun, very hectic, very enjoyable match.
0: Yep, very good stuff. Rounding out a fun uh, road to show. I generally like these quite a bit. I like all the backstage character stuff. They usually have good matches. This is no exception. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the card for uh, America ist wunderbar? which is their uh, New York show, which is happening uh, just on April 4th, so just a couple days after the airing of this show. Um, based on this, I don't know if it's going to be on WSW now uh, right away, or maybe at all. I would hope at some point. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to shill out the 15 to watch it early on, um, uh, what's it on, uh, Fight TV maybe, something think like it's that? it's Fight TV, um, yeah. So, so. I don't know. A little spoiled now. $15 for one event seems like a lot, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll shell out for it. At some point, we'll definitely see it and talk about it, because the card looks pretty good. I'll run it down for you. We got you taking on Lufisto, who is uh, wrapping up her wrestling career this year. That should be a very good match. Hopefully they give it time. It's been Mm -hmm. one of the uh, problems with women's matches in WXW, in my opinion, if they get shortchanged on time. Let these two tear the house down, because they're definitely going to
1: mm mm-hmm. Agreed there. This should be a very fun one. Uh, glad to see uh, you making a, a sort of tour of the United States, and excellent to see Lou Fisto getting uh, one more WXW booking in the bag before she uh, eventually retires soon. So so all around, this is a very uh, good anticipatory matchup that I'm looking forward to.
0: Absolutely. helps so. Absolute Andy, taking on Chris Brooks. This should be a good match. I'm not as high on Brooks as some... But uh, I'm extremely high on Andy, and Brookside uh, is probably a name that people are going to know a little more, so maybe give a little more attention to the match. I'm sure it'll be very good.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very much agreed. Pretty much all of those fronts, and absolute Andy. Just, just I'm very happy to see him getting some uh, some shine here, being able to make his way over to the U.S. and do some stuff. So that in and of itself is super exciting.
0: Indeed. We have Aussie Open defending the WXW Tag Team Championships against the Workhorsemen, J.D. Drake, and Anthony Henry. I don't know who these people are, so they'll be first-timers for me. I know kind of of them, I've heard of them, but I really don't know anything about them. So we'll have to see what they're all about.
1: Definitely same, but this is probably the match I care probably the least about. I,
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but yes, a team that I'm not that high on against the team that i don't know but i don't know maybe they will surprise us uh probably the match i'm looking forward to the most though is lucky kid taking on david star and man this this could be a real show stealer right here
1: oh this, this is not going to be a show stealer this will be a weekend stealer mm-hmm. i assure you david star versus lucky kid has the potential to be the match of the entire weekend every card, every show, including all the WWE stuff as well. Lucky kid versus David. Sorry, If given enough time, given enough gravitas could definitely be a match of the year contender and is 100% one of the matches you need to be looking for looking out for this weekend. Oh man, super hyped for this one.
0: Absolutely. So we've also got LAX taking on the crown, as I mentioned, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I, <laughs> I, I like I like LAX. I like uh, Yarn Simmons. I'm a little bit cooler on a uh, Alex James or Alexander James, and uh Miz fan is so. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this one turns out.
0: We shall see. We also have a very interesting match to me: Darby Allen taking on Avalanche. I don't know how much you've seen of Darby Allen, but. Uh, Seen him in a few matches. But I gotta say, really like the guy. Takes a uh, a great beating, keeps on ticking. Um, I think uh, Avalanche is probably a good opponent for him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they put together. This is uh, I'm
1: this is a very much a dark horse, uh, low key, uh, potentially fantastic match here. Actually, I think uh, I haven't seen too much of Darby Allen, but from what I have seen, um, I, I get a pretty good impression from him. And he's definitely a very he's guys see high on a lot of people's lists of just kind of like people they enjoy and just like. I don't know, he's kind of a wild man in the ring, taking the bumps and doing the things that he seems to do. And Avalanche can definitely uh, launch people very far, launch people very high, run them over, <laughs> uh, and seems like a very much a perfect foil for a dude like Darby Allin. So this match has, I think, a lot of potential to be just a fun one. If they can get anywhere close to uh, the... Uh, they might even actually surpass. Please give this match some sort of like gimmick or stipulation, like falls count anywhere, no holds barred or something. Um, because I think they could put on an even better match than uh, Avalanche and Jern Simmons did, and I really enjoyed that match. But uh, Darby Allen might be just like, I think, the perfect uh, counterweight essentially to Avalanche, and something like that might be another sort of show stealer. So be on the lookout for this one for sure. Gonna be good, I think.
0: Absolutely should be. We also have uh, another interesting match with Marius Alani taking on Emil Satochi for the Shotgun Championship, so that, I don't know, I don't know how it ties into the tag match we just talked about, uh, I don't know uh, what the idea is, yeah, another heel oh, versus I, heel oh, kind of match, so I don't
1: know. I guess we didn't talk about this, but after the match, um, Emile Satoshi actually attacked Marius Salani, I don't I know if we... I suppose
0: he did, I actually kind of forgot about that, so my I, bad.
1: <laughs> I, I remembered, but I forgot we didn't bring it up, but yes, after that match, um, they're sort of celebrating together, at least Marius is, and Emil just kind of looks at him, and then just sort of beats him down and makes it clear that he's coming for his title. So, yeah, that happened. So that's, I'm assuming, part of the setup for this match is uh, some sort of comeback from that.
0: Uh, absolutely. And uh, last, definitely not least, as we already mentioned, have you know, Bobby Guns taking on Chigi Hero Urie. Uh, we already kind of talked about that. It should be a very good match, though, so I'm still looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. I imagine the quality will be very good. I just don't know if it's going to be... Uh, kind of with their chemistry issues that I've personally found with them. I just don't know if it's going to sort of break that next barrier. And on top of that, we've already seen this match happen three previous times. And at least for me, only one of those times was uh, particularly great. So still looking forward to it. Still think it's going to produce a very solid and enjoyable match. Um, I mean, it's Bobby Gunn, Hero Irie, they should hit very hard and slam very hard and do some cool things. So, um, yeah, should definitely be a, a good one as well.
0: I think so. Uh, it's a very good card overall, I will say, though. Uh, some notable names missing from the WXW roster that I would like to see come over. White Mueller, JFK, the rest of Rise, maybe even Julian Pace. And most significantly to me, no Timothy Thatcher on this card. No well, Timothy I Thatcher. That, I don't know what the uh... – Yeah. I don't know. With him being on the outs with uh, with Ringkampff. I don't want to think that he's on the outs with WXW as well, because he's been a wonderful, wonderful force in that company. Um, so I, don't know, I, I, guess... I do know yeah. uh, one
1: of the things he is doing on that weekend. I don't know if it's the same day or what it is, but apparently he's performing at, and I'm going to really hate saying this phrase, oh dear. and I'm going to try to reduce my the amount of times I say it, but <laughs> it apparently Timothy fine. Thatcher is going to be wrestling on Joey Ryan's penis party. Against David Arquette. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose it could just be a simple conflict. Uh, Thatcher, definitely a more in-demand talent than some others. Um, also, of course, uh, some talent who can't appear, I assume, due to WWE conflicts, such as Walter, Ilya Dragunov, uh, Tony Storm, Killer Kelly, I think maybe as well. So um, too bad we cannot have them, but I guess that's the price you pay when you're one of these uh, partner promotions. We can at least be happy that they have not been absorbed to the extent of say uh, progress or uh, OTT or one of these promotions, which um, are maybe more a little more absorbed into the WWE uh, system. But uh, but still, yeah, should be a very good card. Looking forward to seeing what they come up with.
1: Plus, I, I do just like the fact that um, while they definitely they don't have all the other like huge WXW names, which fortunately they got. I think a little bit creative. I, I like the fact that they bring over dudes like Avalanche, Marius Alani, um, Emil Satochi. Um, I don't know. I, I'm very much feeling the sort of general vibe that this card uh, gives in general. They, they clearly had to make some things uh, work, and I think they have um, done a pretty good job at kind of doing that, and I just kind of appreciate when. Um, it's always one of the things I wanted, even when uh, Dragon Gate was way more popular in the United States and doing things in the U.S. to bring over more of the, uh, not necessarily the lower talents, but kind of the people maybe you don't um, necessarily think of. Like I'm sure when people like view WXW, they think of the Walters, the Ilya Dragunovs, the guys like that, and the fact that we get um not necessarily any you know wrestlers who are any less good or less talented or less important but maybe guys that under certain other circumstances might not get that type of shine so it, to to me it's just good to see Mario Salani absolute Andy absolutely for sure um Emil Satochi Avalanche Jern Simmons, seeing these guys get that opportunity to come over to the states and you know be available to put on these sorts of shows and tangle with the guys that they are I don't know. I, I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to seeing what they all do. This should be a great event for WXW.
0: Absolutely so. So, yeah, I think that covers everything that we were going to talk about with WXW. Anything else you want to talk about on that card?
1: Uh, on that card, no, but I do have, uh, I have just sort of a quick interruption here before we get into sure. CMLL about a WrestleMania weekend. Unfortunately, um, some pretty uh, kind of devastatingly bad news for uh, WrestleCon in particular. Um, As it turns out, uh, they've been trying with Dragon Gate for a while now, pretty much since they announced what they were doing, and they've been doing everything they could to get the uh, Dragon Gate performers the uh, contracts and the uh, the visas that were needed to make it over to the States, and unfortunately, um, due to some issues between uh, the Japanese and the American government, that is not going to actually be happening Um, None of the Dragon Gate stars will be able to uh, make it to the United States for those WrestleCon events. There was something about, you know, because they didn't have actual, like, signed contracts uh, directly for, like, long extended periods of time with WrestleCon. And because they were only coming over to do, like, one show and stuff like that for whatever reason, the, uh, the U.S. government did not allow these visas to actually happen as we got close to. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, it seemed very apparent that both WrestleCon and Dragon Gate were trying exceptionally hard to make that happen. There were lots of conversations with lots of different government officials, but unfortunately that ended up not uh, coming to fruition the way everybody sort of envisioned it would. So a lot of those matches that you saw, um, there was like a Rich Swan versus Yamato thing. Um, I know Masato Yoshino was scheduled to take on Jonathan Gresham at a show. We talked uh, a few weeks ago about the uh, David starr Susumu yakusuka match that had been booked. Um, and unfortunately, none of those matches, it seems like, are going to be happening because of this, which is really bad, really sucks. Um, doesn't seem to be the fault of anybody at either WrestleCon or Dragon Gate. Just sort of a uh, a government issue, which is really unfortunate. we um, will say this is probably why you shouldn't uh, book and announce talents before you actually have them solidified, but... Um, I I personally can't find too much fault in anything either WrestleCon or Dragon Gate did from what it seems like just a very uh, unfortunate turn of events uh, for that. So they've been offering refunds if you really bought your tickets to see the Dragon Gate dudes, and now they're not going to be there. Um, Companies are doing what they can to reschedule matches and find new opponents and partners for everybody. So, yeah, that was one of the big – I I personally think, at least for me personally – uh, that was one of the big draws of this weekend, was being able to see uh, some drag guys come back to uh, the U.S. and do some stuff. Unfortunately, that will not be happening. But, um, yeah, so that that occurred, and that is, you know, that's that's just not great. Sorry to everyone who uh, was looking forward to that, but none of those things will be happening, sadly.
0: Yeah, very sad. It does seem like they really tried to do everything they possibly could. You know, they, they had lawyers who specialize in this kind of thing. They gave it a lot of time. They took a lot of steps. And it's just, I don't know, it seems to be a very messed up process right now to uh, to get these correct visas and everything. So hopefully that is all straightened out. That's another uh, thing entirely. So we'll leave it Indeed. to one side. Uh, Indeed. Yeah. But
1: uh, okay. I will just hopefully say that uh, maybe next year, instead of trying to maybe partner up with a promotion, maybe Dragon Gate will just be like, all right, we're just going to hold our own sort of show in the U S maybe that'll have to be the, the answer for whenever the next time they want to do a, uh, a show in the U S, but
0: um, yeah, maybe. yeah, cause yeah, other, other people from Japan have come on over and they've been all right. So yeah, something went on there. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, indeed. But yeah, we'll definitely be talking more about WrestleMania weekends. Uh, I don't know what shows we'll be able to cover, but uh, we'll definitely be uh, having those conversations. So uh, mm-hmm. that should be a lot of interesting stuff to come. Indeed. Um, cool. Dude, just want to briefly touch on a few CMLL things uh, from the show that I watched, which was the February 22nd Super Viernes show, which was up on YouTube. Very good show. won't go through the whole thing just because my um, good buddy Jeff wasn't able to catch it. Uh, we'll say. Saw some uh, very cool guys on the show that uh, I always love to see. Saw Virus. It's really one of my favorite uh, <laughs> older guys. Saw Hechicero. Big, big fan of that guy. Saw Cavernario and... Uh, titan or titan, uh have a spectacular match really between those two well worth going out of your way to check out mm-hmm. uh so a really great main event between uh volador mistico and caristico against uh el cotrero forastero and Sansón. a lot of good stuff there and most interestingly to me because i did not know this was happening but on this show none other than uh on this show he's called uh Gilbert El Burica. Something like that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, probably not. But uh this man is better known by some other names, two of them being Ricky Banderas and Mil Muertes. So mm-hmm. uh him yeah, him being booked in CMLL, I don't know if it's a regular thing or not, but if it's not, it really ought to be. I was just talking to somebody about how uh this guy needs to be booked a whole lot more for uh for how great. He is, and uh, yeah, I hope that we only just continue to see more of this guy all the time because I love him.
1: Ooh, indeed, I do. I ah, no, I was thinking, I was thinking about the El Zorro. Uh, I think it was Cybernetico and Charlie Manson group that showed up. Uh, I don't remember yeah. if it was AAA or CMLL, yeah, CMLL not hope, too long yep. ago. But uh, yeah, it's just kind of another one of those things. Uh, the former El Masias Muertes uh, Ricky Banderas, that's that's cool. I also did not know. I didn't hear anything about that. So that's yeah. actually really pretty awesome. So yeah, cool stuff. I'm um, glad to hear that showed up. Glad to hear you know a fun main event involving a whole bunch of dudes. Um, definitely gonna be on the lookout for that uh, El Cabernario and uh, Teton match. Those are two of my uh, two of my dudes, Cabernario especially. So uh, that sounds like if that was any good, that must be just really. Uh, fucking good, actually. So that sounds oh, yeah. good. CMLL, mm-hmm. uh, always a promotion I enjoy checking out, which is why I was very bummed that I did not have the uh, time due to this new job to actually check out this show. I was very much looking forward to it, and I did not get to check it, so do what I can to maybe watch some of those matches. Um, but yeah, sounds like a good time at CMLL usually is. It
0: absolutely was, and yes, you should go out of your way to check out at least some of this very good stuff on this show. Uh That, though, I think is going to be all for tonight. A bit of a shorter show. Uh, I think that's best for you and for me, just for our own personal benefit. But uh, (laughs) anything else you want to talk about before we call it a day here?
1: Just one last time, everybody. This is WrestleMania weekend. Mm. And not just for the uh, WWE, but all the independent promotions doing all the things that they do on this weekend. There are just so many shows, it seems like. Um, Joey Janela and Game Changer Wrestling are doing like seven different things it feels like. They've got a they've got the Spring Break show and I think they've also got Orange Cassidy doing something. Uh, Bloodsport is happening again. Uh, there's just 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 a whole bunch of events. Shakara's part of the collective as well, doing their own event. Um Yeah, just if if you love professional wrestling, doesn't matter whether you love uh, the mainstream scene, whether you love the independent scene, whether you love everything, whether you love even you know just very little of it. um, This is going to be a spectacular weekend, as WrestleMania weekend always is, for just filling your eyes and ears with as much wrestling content as you want. A whole bunch of great people are coming over from places like Japan and Germany and England to do some great stuff. Um, I highly recommend that um, if you have the ability, if you can, um, if you're in that area, if you're in uh, New York, New Jersey, and able to attend some of those shows, I highly recommend it as a dude who did uh, Orlando um, a few years back and is absolutely doing Tampa next season or next year for uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, I just 100% recommend if you're in the area to go to those shows live, and if not, do what you can to uh, watch the shows you really want to watch from this weekend. Because I assure you, you're going to find just something incredible, enjoyable, and fun from this weekend. So get geared up, everybody. It's WrestleMania weekend, which means it's WrestleMania independent show weekend, which means it's going to be a fantastic time to be a pro wrestling fan.
0: Really is, yeah. Make time to see some shows. Really do encourage everyone to seek out some really good stuff that's going to be going down. All right, that's going to be all from us for today. Uh, if you ever want to shout us out, we're on Twitter. I'm at Spectral He is at Big Energy, B I G D E F Energy. Give us a shout, give us a follow. Also, check out the great programs on LOP Radio and the great written material on uh, LOPForums.com and LordsOfPain.net. I hope you will check all of that out. That is everything from us. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, we have been The Global Revolution. See ya.